To the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the Why Men Don't Want to Get Help in Their Relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I coach men who are struggling in relationship, how to communicate effectively, build trust, and deepen intimacy so they can be the best version of themselves in relationship and live the life they love. I did an episode back in Season 1 of the Men on the Path to Love podcast entitled, Why Should I Get Help for My Relationship? Well, in this episode, I'm going to shed some light on why men, in general, don't want to get help in their relationship, or for themselves, for that matter, and why, perhaps, you should, because ultimately, getting help is mostly for you, so you can be a better you for yourself and for any relationship. So, like I said, generally speaking, men tend to resist getting help, whether it's going to couples therapy, uh, individual therapy, or any kind of professional help for their personal growth, for that matter, including what I do as a coach, or what you're doing listening to podcasts, or watching videos online, reading self-help books, and so on. I certainly resisted getting help at first thinking that I could figure it all out and I didn't need any help. Well, when I was going through a rough time in a previous marriage, a trusted friend of mine suggested that I see a therapist. And I was like, I don't know. Well, one day I was at a therapy office where my stepson was going. And I saw a brochure about how the impact of men whose fathers were emotionally absent had on them as adults. And it struck a chord in me, and it got me to pay attention. The reason being that I felt that my dad was emotionally absent when I was growing up, and maybe that it had something to do with the struggle I was having in my marriage. And as I read on, it stated that the particular office I was in specialized in such cases. So I decided to make an appointment. And at first, it was great having another man to talk about what I was going through. And after, I don't know, like three or four visits, I noticed during our sessions that he would look at his watch often and he would be yawning a lot. And I never felt like we had addressed the whole my father being emotionally absent thing either. You know, and when I would bring it up, he would say, oh, well, we'll we'll get to that. Well, I had had enough of that shit. It was going nowhere, and I decided to move on. And needless to say, I was pretty skeptical about going to therapy after that experience. Well, as time went on, and things were getting worse for me in my marriage, I confided once again in my friend who suggested going to therapy in the first place, and he was very supportive. He understood that I had had a negative experience with therapy, and he referred me to his therapist and said that she was different from anyone he had ever been to and that she was great. And again, with him being a trusted friend, I decided, even reluctantly, to give his therapist a try. And I gotta tell you, I'm so glad I did. She was a great fit for me. I saw her individually, and I saw her with my ex-wife. I learned so much from her, 
and it got to the point where I became totally committed to my personal growth. I mean, my experience with her absolutely changed my life for the better. So much so that my personal growth journey led me to pursue a whole new career. It's why I gave up a successful career in radio to become a professional coach and mind-body educator and integrative therapy practitioner, opening up my own private practice and working for a major health clinic as well. And now with my focus on what I feel is a calling to help men in relationship. Ultimately, therapy was one of the best things to happen for me. The key was finding one who was the right fit. It's so important in order for the work to be successful. Otherwise, it can go the other way and turn men off from pursuing their personal growth for good. And that almost happened to me. So I said all that to say that I know what it's like to be skeptical about therapy. And I can't blame you if you are. You know, part of the reason I became a coach was that it's different from therapy and a little easier for some men to swallow. You see, I'm all about starting with today and moving forward to being the best version of yourself for yourself and in relationship. Okay, that's enough of my shameless self-promotion. <laughs> so anyway, again, if you resist any kind of couples therapy or personal growth, you are certainly not alone. And it can be for a lot of reasons. And I will get into those reasons, but first I want to share Zach's story. Zach, not his real name, of course, he was a decent guy. You know, he had a real zest for life personality. He had a positive attitude and was a confident man who didn't let life get him down, which was a good thing for the most part, except when it came to his relationship with his partner of three years, Zoe, not her real name. Zach's positive attitude fell short with her to the point where Zoe would get frustrated with him because she felt that he wasn't being real, that he didn't show his true feelings. She would end up feeling like the bad guy because she was the one who showed her true feelings and was basically holding all of his feelings, the feelings he wouldn't show, if that makes any sense to you. You see, I learned a long time ago that sometimes in a relationship, if one person is not showing or expressing any feelings, the other can end up taking on those feelings. Well, this was the case for Zoe. Zoe came to realize this after going to individual therapy. And when she would bring it up to Zach, he was very dismissive and would just deny it and say that she was crazy. Well, finally, Zoe had had enough and she insisted that they go to couples therapy. Zach wasn't having it. He said that therapy was for losers and that he didn't need it and that her therapist was messing with her head. As time went on, and as Zoe had gotten a stronger sense of herself, she decided to leave the relationship. She told Zach that she loved him and that she couldn't continue with the relationship if he wasn't willing to look at himself and his part in it. She said that when he was ready to work on himself and the relationship, to let her know and see where she is. Until then, Zoe was done. Well, Zach being Zach, took it all in stride and acted as if it was a good thing, thinking that he could find someone else even better than Zoe. 
Well, this pattern went on for a couple more years. You know, Zach's girlfriend's breaking up with him for basically the same reason. And here he was, single again. Then one day, he saw on his phone that a memory had popped up with pictures of him and Zoe. He was surprised about how strongly he reacted to seeing the two of them together and how much he missed her. He was flooded with memories of all the good times they had had together and he started to get choked up. And he realized that he really effed up a good thing with her. And with this sense of humility, he decided that he would reach out to Zoe. First, to apologize, to see what her status was, and if she was single, to let her know that he was ready to work on himself and the relationship. He called Zoe and got a message that her phone was disconnected. He thought that was odd and was wondering how he could get in touch with her. Then he remembered a mutual acquaintance of theirs that he was friends with on Facebook and decided to DM her. He heard back from her and it turned out that Zoe had moved and had died in a car accident a little over a year prior. Well, Zach was stunned. It really shook him up and his positive attitude started to crumble. This is when he finally decided to take a good look at himself. And it was shortly after that he came to see me. He was definitely on shaky ground. You know, his whole world had been rocked. He didn't even know where to start. He just knew he needed help. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details of our process. The bottom line here is that Zach finally opened up to get help. And with that help, he was determined. He became committed to his personal growth. And as a result, he met someone who he was able to connect with on a level that there was no way he could have imagined before. I'm sharing Zach's story with you to show you the power of how getting help can make a huge difference in the dynamics in your relationship and to help you connect on a deeper level. So if you're resistant to getting help in your relationship, I'm sure you have your reasons. I'm going to give you some of the reasons why men don't want to get help in a relationship, and research actually backs this up. See if any of these resonate with you. One of the main reasons is how we, as men, have been conditioned socially. I've mentioned this many times before. You know, traditional societal norms for men often discouraged men from getting help or expressing their vulnerability. And with that can come the pressure of having to appear strong, self-reliant, and in control, which can make it hard for them to admit to having problems and or asking for help. Another reason is the stigma and shame that can be associated with getting help. Unfortunately, there's still stigma around mental health issues and seeking therapy, especially for men. Some men may fear being seen as weak or less than a man if they admit to struggling in their relationship or with their emotions. And along with stigma and shame is the fear of being judged. Men may worry about being judged by others, including their partners, their friends, their family, or society in general if they admit to having problems in their relationships. This fear of judgment can keep them from reaching out for help. 
Another reason is what I talked about in the last episode, you know, in the Stop Trying to Fix the Problem in Relationship episode, where men are often conditioned to be the problem solvers and who handle their problems on their own. And in getting help for a relationship, some men may see it as being incompetent or not being able to deal with their problems on their own. Um, Some men may feel that if they get help in a relationship, that it may threaten their sense of control in the relationship. Yeah, I mean, they may fear that going to therapy or getting outside help may mean that they have to give up their power or admit that they're wrong in some kind of way, which can be tough for some guys who value independence or being self-reliant or thinking that the relationship can repair itself without having to get help. Um, One of the reasons I resisted going to therapy, as I mentioned earlier, was the negative experience I had the first time I went. So negative experiences with therapy, either personally or by hearing about others' experiences, can create a sense of skepticism or resistance towards getting help. If they feel misunderstood or unsupported, like I felt, or, or judged, as I mentioned, All that may play a big part in, again, them not going to get help. Another thing is that sometimes it's that men and women may see the need for getting help in different ways. You know, men may be less likely to recognize or even admit there is a problem in the relationship, and with that, may be less likely to want to go. And for some men, it comes down to practicality. You know, practical barriers, such as having the time to go, uh, the cost of going, and even the availability of services in some areas can get in the way of getting help. Um, Trying to balance work, family, and other responsibilities can make it hard making going to therapy a priority or to even commit to the process. And some could say that that's just an excuse, but it's real for some men. And the last reason I'll mention is that many men just aren't aware or understand how beneficial getting outside help is to improving the dynamics in the relationship. They may not get how professional guidance can help them in resolving conflicts, communicating more effectively, and building a sense of trust and emotional intimacy. That's one of the reasons I created this podcast, is to increase that awareness and understanding. And with this episode specifically, I hope you have a better understanding of why men resist getting help outside in their relationship. And I think all of the reasons I've mentioned are valid. And I believe the more men educate themselves on the benefits of getting help, and with society more and more normalizing getting help, and by creating a safe and supportive environment for talking about relationship issues, All of that can help encourage men to consider getting help as a viable option for improving their relationships, not only for the relationship, but for themselves as well. I'll say that over and over again. I have a quote for you from the Dalai Lama that addresses this whole thing. He says, quote, A real man is not afraid to seek support and guidance when facing challenges in his relationships. Unquote. It's just that simple, man. Really. 
And that will bring this episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast to an end. The Why Men Don't Want to Get Help in Their Relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I thank you for listening. Now, coming up on the next episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, you'll hear Dan's story and how going through divorce was the best thing that ever happened to him. Hmm. Please join me for the How Divorce Can Make You a Better Man in Relationship episode. And as always, if you have any suggestions or topics for the podcast, any comments you'd like to share, or have any issues in your relationship you need help with, please get in touch with me. Email me at bill at menonthepathtolove.com. That's bill at menonthepathtolove.com. Now, if you ever want to talk with me about what's going on in your relationship and get some perspective, you can. Just schedule a free, hour-long, confidential consultation with me, and we can talk about anything you'd like. And sometimes, all it takes is one call. Just visit my website at menonthepathtolove.com and sign up. That's menonthepathtolove.com. And if you know someone who you think might get something out of listening to this podcast, by all means, pay it forward. Please share the link and share the love. And until next time, keep your heart open and stay on the path to love.